Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Two, Jeff Cameron Show 93, 3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a Balls Week Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. If you're on War Chant TV watching the show take place, uh, first of all, appreciate that. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, let others find the show that way as well. And if you want, find me on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show. If you're listening on 93.3, thank you for that too. I think you were about to say something. What's up? Oh, no. Oh. no. I'm just hanging out. You all right? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm good. I thought I missed something. I just glanced over and I saw the corner of my eyes. I no, I, what we were talking about, director and I, was uh, we panned down the music and flipped over the audio feed just in time to get the like and subscribe. We were like, nice. nice. Oh, yeah. You so get the get people that. could actually hear yeah, it. Yeah, the people got to hear that. Like and subscribe. Uh, well, I would think a lot of people have done that. That's, we're, we're doing all right. Keep doing it. It's good for us, man. I, I um, create burner accounts and hit subscribe. <laughs> oh man, I I try to find ways, and it's probably not helpful, and I'll get yelled at by our bosses. But uh, I try to find a way to spend less time on the internet, not more time. I would never create a burner account. Well, that's why you want to subscribe to us, though, because then it's more efficient. You don't have to go hunting for us. It's just right there when you go to YouTube. Boom. So now you can spend fewer minutes on the internet and more time with your kids shooting hoops. Yay! Hoops shooting. I do that a lot these days. Hey, buddy, yesterday, and I'm not going to turn this into an advertisement. Everybody already knows that I go to Orange Theory Fitness. I climbed the mountain yesterday. I was going. I was going. Knocking it out, and I kept waiting for the calf to give out on me. It did not. I gunned it up the hill. It was good to go, baby. That you, is you pronounced news. yourself fit for activity. Well, let's hope. Let's hope, man, because I'll tell you what. Injuries, when you get, when you get up there, man. And you're rapidly approaching your 40s, so you'll see. Oh, when, yeah. When it happens, they linger. Your mind knows exactly what you're trying to do, but your body's like, hey, man, we've been doing this for too long. Need to take a little respite. No quick movements here. 
So do you know when I dropped that weight on my foot like six months ago? Yeah, it was a long time ago. There's yeah. still a red mark there. Still. Uh-huh. I guess it's a scar. They remain permanent, buddy. That's crazy. That shouldn't be a scar. But I guess when you get <laughs> old, it, it doesn't. It just gets <laughs> to a certain point. It's like we're done. We're going to spend our resources elsewhere. Ah, but the good news is you gain a ton with all of those years in the way of perspective. So you'll go out there and watch spring football starting next week, whatever. What was it? How many days? Uh, spring football starts on March 5th. So it's March, two Saturdays it's two from Saturdays. Now. Okay, yeah, a couple weeks. So you'll go out there with a nice balance to your viewing habits. You'll understand that all of the world's problems, in this case Florida State's problems, are not going to be solved in a singular practice or a singular viewing of spring football. They'll have a bad day, and you'll go, damn it, man, we're not any better. If you're 20, you do that. If you're 40 or 35 or 50, you go, tough day at the office, bad practice. Let's see how they are tomorrow. Well, in checking the notes, as uh, once that that perked up your ears in 2014, I believe it was, got to check my notes. (laughs) Back in fall camp, the first thing I saw on day one, and I was glad, because sometimes you see things and they're just dead wrong. Like, you know, this guy's going oh, yeah, 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 yeah. to be a player because they're being featured in practice or something. Like, they drew up a ton of plays for Lawrence Toafili last year in fall camp and fall sure practice. Did. Yeah, didn't but then out. they lost confidence in him, but he bounced back towards the end of the year. So that's why this is an Had a great play against Clemson, Tom. We'll always have it. He did. And he's also explosive enough that if he is confident, I think he can make some plays for this this year. But I remember we were focused on Jermaine Johnson as a, as a staff for War Chant. And I said, you know what, guys? Not for nothing. Keir Thomas looks okay today. And oh, it ended yeah, up being yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think sometimes you can hopes. trust your eyes. Yeah, you have to be able to. Now, a lot of what you have to do, especially in spring, and we did it. I, I mean, I've talked about it in relation to you know last night's loss on the diamond to Jacksonville. There's not enough sample size in a game, a singular game, or even four baseball games. Baseball games take a lot. It, you got to get it. 10, 15 games into a season before you start making grand pronouncements for baseball, where you start saying, I mean, college baseball, it's even longer than that in pro baseball, but in college baseball, it's sort of like, okay, we're about getting close to halfway through the season here. This guy still can't pick up the baseball. This is right. now a real problem, right? You know? Yeah, in the pros, it's somewhere between May 15th and Memorial Day. Right. You're like, oh, man, they started on a roadie. They're like three snow outs because we're on the wrong side of the country. Right, right, This right. guy never plays well in April anyway. He usually does better when the weather warms up. You have all those excuses, but then you get to Memorial Day, and if you're eight under five hundred, you're going, "Oh, I see." So you're just a disappointment. You, That's you're what just you not any good. You're just, you're just not good. You're just not good. You're not going to suddenly turn it around. Although I would argue the Atlanta Braves say nay, nay, because that was a middling ass team for the vast majority of last year, and then all of a sudden they weren't. Then all of a sudden they were a cannot be stopped locomotive in the postseason, and then you got to a point where you went, "They're going to win the whole thing." Now, I always mock them because that's what a, a good Met would do. Yeah. But they were being openly mocked by our broadcast in July. I remember this because I the had... The Braves broadcast. I had The Mets broadcast was oh. mocking the Braves. I had the Rona, so I watched every pitch when I was laid up with the Rona. And I'm like, guys, you might want to chill out on... They're only five games out right now, six games out, because they played five games uh, due to postponements. Mm-hmm. And the broadcast was saying... Well, I mean, if you win four of these, the Braves season's over. I'm like, it's not really. Not really. It's not even August. Not really. The hell's wrong with you? Yeah, that was kind of weird. But they didn't show for much of last season any sign that they were going to be the juggernaut they turned out to be. Hey, lest we forget, they went 8-2 and two in their last 10 games of the regular season so that they could go 88-73. and 73. 
not exactly a juggernaut. Didn't even get to 90 wins in that division where the next best team was barely over 500 Philadelphia and well below 500 New York Mets, Marlins, and Nats. But if you look at their record from about August 1 to that point, it's it's robust considering that Acuna was not a part of the roster. I'm not here to be – I'm not comfortable. I'm arguing You're for already the arguing way for, too much yeah. right here. But, I mean, they were – they'd gotten it together. But I'm saying when you go 8-2 and two over your last 10 to get to 88 wins. Right, right. I mean, you had a lot of work to do. There were no real great indicators you were going to be a dominant team. Listen, the Astros were sub-500 for their last 10, and they won 95 games. Uh, if we want to go through this, because I just pulled this up, I was kind of curious. By the way, as an aside, and let's hope they play baseball, good God, man, the San Francisco Giants, did, is that right? Did they win 107 games oh, last yeah. year? Yeah. I mean, I knew they were... They were really good. A lot of guys reaching back into the fountain of youth. Yeah. 107 wins? Holy moly. Posey had a good year. Longoria for stretches had a really good year. Well, how angry are you that you win 107 games and you win the division by a game over the Dodgers? You're like, what? Really? Right. <laughs> you're piecing this whole thing together. And they had right. a bigger lead. The Dodgers almost ran them down. But, yeah, you're piecing this whole thing together. Meanwhile, the Dodgers are like, this guy's out for the season. That's okay. We'll plug and play this dude who hit 30 bombs last year. No big deal. Oh, no, we lost this pitcher. Okay, well, this dude had a 220 ERA. Let's go get Max Scherzer. Yeah. Yeah, the Giants were far and away the most surprising team last year. The next most surprising team in baseball last year were the Seattle Mariners, who won 90 games out of nowhere. At 90 and 72. And if you looked at them in almost every category, you'd say, they're not any good. How are they 90 and 72? They were minus 51 in run differential. How the hell has this team got a winning record, let alone win 90 games? It's because they were doing what I said Florida State basketball needed to do. Anytime you're in a close one, you better win that one. You and I didn't get a chance to talk about the abomination of the game the other night against Boston College. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah, because let me tell you, this is a different kind of ugly. That's a different kind of ugly. Even And, and it was uh, akin to the North Carolina game. And we thought because in between the North Carolina game and the Boston College game was a really good effort. A pretty sound offensive effort, especially on the road against a good Duke team who had what for as they stepped on the court, having lost to Florida State earlier in the year. And yet, you know, we were competitive in that game. It's a late run for a depleted team with no bench to speak of. And so the, the, the lopsided margin is 15, I think it was, against Duke. And you're like, okay. But this game against BC, uh, it portends of much larger issues is my problem. And I've been telling you both on and off the air, Tom, so I'm going to make it abundantly clear. I'm concerned. I am growing concerned. For the program? Yes. Yes. There's no bell for that. No, there's a long pause. It's Christian Bale and Kermit. That's what that is. We're just nodding. Uh, and it's only because in an, in a moment, but it's not the only moment, it's now the second in the last three games moment. There was some quit out there. There was some not try out there. How about that? There was some ole out there, Tom. A whole lot of ole is a better way of saying it. Okay, so I did some digging about this game mm. behind the scenes. You did, did you? Right. Yeah, this is intrepid reporting on my part. Okay. Conti Forum, right? I looked it up. Mm -hmm. History of Conti Forum. Yeah. Location. Mm -hmm. It's not in Brooklyn. No, it's not, it's not part Brooklyn. of a magical week. So it's not part of the magical Thank week. Thank goodness we won't have to play in the Conti Forum, Forum during the magical week that is the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. It's a big plus. Yeah. There ain't no magic coming down the pipe 
Magic's not walking through that door. Not the player or the concept or the feeling or the result. It's not happening. What if we got matched up with Miami? We win our first game and then we play Miami. How much would you care about that one-off game? I'd watch it because, damn it, we're going to get screwed out of the damn Bohica. And I can't have that. Oh, the irony. Oh, I know. I cannot have that. But I I mean, I just, at this point, go ahead and go lose that first game out there. In uh, if we're Because ta- you'll know the bracket. Yes, You'll know, wh- yes, which, you know yes. which game is next. Call it a day out in Brooklyn. Go through the motions, boys. we got to get to this offseason. we got to heal up. We got to heal up mentally and physically. Oh yeah, we're a broken team right now. And where do we heal both mentally and physically in the this program? The sand pits. Yep. Send them. Hit the send pits. Em. Hit the pits, boys. We're running in sand from now until you collapse because we're weak physically and mentally. Mentally and physically, the pits will bring it out of you. It'll rise. It'll rise. The levels of testosterone necessary to get stronger mentally and physically. I think I'm going to have to make a graphic of Leonard in the lifeguard chair overseeing <laughs> the, the pits. pits. Yeah. I, I need to see something because that was gross. It was gross. I can't sit idly by and watch that and say, well, everything's all right. It's just a tough set of circumstances. I'm not saying that, you know, it can't be righted. I'm just concerned that we've entered a realm all of a sudden out of nowhere. I mean, we took a hard right turn when we needed to go left, and it's very disconcerting. You could play the we're super effing lost, man, because I mean, this is this is a toughie. It's I don't know what to do. I know that some of what needs to be done is an overhaul of the roster. There are about three guys that I'm really happy with, well, happy is maybe not even the right word, have high hopes for, feel good about transition from this year to next year and what they'll be. Everybody else, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you. If that. If that. It may very well be a, you can take it on down the road. Two fingers to my eyes, one finger to the, the door. door. Yeah. That could be a quick conversation where you say to somebody who thinks that, you know, maybe they got a year left, they want to come back, they love the program, they love the culture, they love everything about being amongst their brothers, uh, being led by the great Leonard Hamilton, and then they go in there expecting that Ham's going to have that talk with him. He's going to sell them, tell them, you know, sell them on what they have to do, tell them how to do it, all that. But instead, Ham, stone cold, Darth Vader-esque, stares him in the face and says, what's best for you is that door. I don't need to see you tomorrow or the next day or the month from now. Not next season. I'll call to check in on your well-being because I'll always love you. But you'll be playing basketball elsewhere. The program is not as forgiving as I am. <laughs> I mean, it would be a time to move along. You're going to have to do a lot. You're going to have to do a lot to overall. Got to get yourself an experienced big Got to get. I mean, all jokes aside, all sarcasm aside, you got to you got a lot of work to do. You, because because it can't be allowed to to slowly build. You you don't have that luxury. Not not for many reasons. One of which is Ham's in the twilight of his career, and you were on the cusp of a Final Four run. Now COVID robbed you of that, and will forever be angry about that. But you also had built this beautiful home court. Uh, advantage and atmosphere that we all love being a part of. But I also know how quickly uh, that dissipates because this is not a program with a lot of cachet, and I've expressed that numerous times. I also don't spend a ton of money on it. So 
you can't sustain poor play for multiple seasons or else you fall off a cliff. This ain't Duke. It's not Kansas. Duke didn't make the tournament a year ago, which was stunning. But they're right back where, they're, where you think they would be because they are a program with great cachet and depth and, you know, McDonald's and commitment. All yes, commitment. Correct. So, um, yeah, roster overhaul isn't cheap, especially with the NIL. Now it's out in the open. It's true. Uh, I want to welcome my friends Shannon and Chad from Hamilton Home Loans. Uh, they are on board the Jeff Cameron Show. They joined this week. We're happy to have them. Went out to dinner with those guys. Had a long conversation with those guys. Got to know those guys. Wanted to get to know those guys uh, because I wanted to kind of talk about their philosophy. And uh, they wanted to ask about this show and ask about ours and uh, how we do business and how we work together with people. So we did that, and it could not have been a better experience. And getting to know them via text, phone calls, dinners uh, has allowed for this a relationship to, to build, and I'm happy about that, and that's a good thing. Uh, basically, what I'm getting at with Hamilton Home Loans, FSU fans helping FSU fans. They're like-minded guys who love the FSU community. You know that already. They want to help others find the right loan for their next home. Hamilton Home Loans, a mortgage company that is designed around simplicity, service, speed, all of those things that you like to hear. That is music to your ears. The mortgage process, it can be intimidating. You know that already. You've heard me say that in the ads, the the, the, if you will, canned ads, but this is me telling you that Shannon takes every opportunity to make it easy on you to, to, to talk you through it. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, transparent communication. It's a five-star mortgage experience. You're going to get a different kind of mortgage experience with these guys. I would not have partnered with them otherwise. And that's true, especially if you mention the Jeff Cameron Show. So we welcome Shannon and Chad from Hamilton Home Loans. We look forward uh, to working with them throughout the year. Look them up on Twitter and Instagram and say hello. Thank them for joining the JCS family online at FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Sticks. The legacy continues. J.Y., Tommy, Chuck, Todd, Lawrence, Ricky, and Will. Sticks. February 22nd, 2022. Donald L. Tucker Civic Center. One hit song after another. Tickets on sale now at TuckerCivicCenter.com. Don't miss Sticks Live. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. You know, I don't know how I didn't know this. It was on Jeopardy last night, Tom. Uh, or the night before last. I can't remember which. I've yet to watch an episode since uh, Alex passing. Yeah, I watch. We watch. I, Tom, Tom, listen to me. Uh, Bryce always wants to compete with me. Which I'm proud of him for. How does he do? He hasn't won yet, but. Single Jeopardy, maybe though he could probably. Oh no, yeah, he can. Yeah, he, a his own. Of, yeah he, he had a good run the other night where he knew a little bit more than I would have thought given his age. I was very impressed. He's strong in history, strong in science. Yeah, science, I would imagine, right? Yeah, he's really strong in science. He's really good there. Um, 
But I didn't know this, and I was really embarrassed that I didn't know this because, Uh well, me being me, it really is embarrassing that I didn't know this. It was a music trivia question. I couldn't believe I didn't know. About Bowie? Yes. Uh, John Lennon wrote Fame. Oh. And for Bowie. I didn't know that. What a gift. Well, damn it, man. I had no idea. I felt like an ass. I yelled out some erroneous thing, and my son went, Dad. All right, so real quick, across the universe, it's the Beatles, right, originally? Because mm-hmm. there's like 84 versions, and mm-hmm. Bowie plays one of them. Right. And uh, it's probably in the Ziggy Stardust album, or, or maybe it's in Young Americans, either one. But, uh, yeah, that's originally a Beatles track. Sometimes you, never, you don't know where these things began. Yes, uh, I believe that. Sometimes it's a random 50s band, and you're like, oh, okay. Well. Tony and the Doo-Wops. Mm. Yeah, um, that's going to bother me. You're going to make me look it up right now. No, but I, I, I believe that is a Beatles uh, original. Now it's going <laughs> to... I got you. It was written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. That is correct. Okay. All I right. confer- You made me second guess myself. Well, it's, it's on the heels of the Bowie question. Oh, yeah. Now I'm like, oh, no. All of that of which I thought I knew. Yeah. No, True no. wisdom, Socrates. Yeah, I know. I know. The method was in place, and here I blew it. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyhow, that said, moving forward, I saw where somebody, while we were talking about the basketball program, noted that, in fact, um, yeah, thank you, Life Spectator. He played guitar on the track, too. I just can't believe that I've overlooked that all these years. It's just not like me. Mm. This is going to eat at me. Um, okay, so something you should know. Somebody was uh, laughing at us, TR was laughing at us, that we were panicking after one bad season with our basketball program. On the surface, that would be silly of us to do. But we're looking at the much more complicated, bigger picture than a singular bad season. You notice that I'm not pounding the desk with my fist in furious anger about about this. Uh, But rather... um, the implications that are possible for a program that has not sustained excellence um, during its history, right? You, you have pockets of successes. And because we're not, and by definition they call themselves the New Bloods, uh, they know they are not, um, obviously, a, uh, a Blue Blood. And it's much easier if you're Kansas or North Carolina or Duke or whatever. You know, um, I mean, roll it out there. Roy spent a lot of time towards the end of his career doing not a lot, but rolling it out there and watching North Carolina, despite having superior talent to it, its opponents suck. And that didn't keep them from bringing in really good players the following year and the year after because they are synonymous with excellence in the history of the sport. They have the kind of cachet that one might describe Florida State football having. And so... Without it, you don't survive periods of poor play for very long. You can survive a year. Sure, I agree with that. It's okay. They've had a bad season. They've been injury-riddled. Uh, they missed on some guys. and um, you know they, they put their eggs in the baskets of some pretty high-profile players that chose to go elsewhere, by the way, in the recruiting process. And because they swung and missed on a few guys in the era of NIL, where the game is changing a little bit, um, they, they had some setbacks. The problem is, if you look at the next recruiting class, the group coming in, not elite, not elite at all. Not to say there aren't some gyms there that might emerge, but on the surface, not an elite class at all. 
I think the important thing to remember here, too, and we'll see how Leonard attacks this, is how did we get to that level where we thought we were a Final Four favorite and maybe a national title favorite? It was a combination of one-and-dones and homegrown players and yeah. projects. Yeah. And so that's what we need to do, not just rely upon blue chippers to come in and save the program every year over and over again. It didn't work for Coach K, and Calipari's had trouble with that, too. That's not a winning, sustainable method. So you've got to find those lower-level guys, and we did a great job of projecting. I mean, fee was better than anything we could have dreamed at Cabangeli. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we did a great job of projecting those players that were just not good enough to be taken by the Blue Bloods. But we could work on them here and watch out in two years. Well, see it, what we they actually, become. We, yeah, and there were a couple guys we actually beat out the Blue Bloods for. Right, that, there's that a combination too, yeah. of the two things, but yeah. And that, too, has changed now uh, where, again, how much investment in your basketball program do you have? Because NIL is in play for basketball just as it is for football. And, uh, you know, you just you worry about it a little bit. You, you really do. Um, that That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's going to you know, fall off a cliff. I'm not saying that there's no recourse to, to fix some of these problems that have uh, obviously plagued us this year. Now, you can't predict injuries. I mean, Malik Osborne going down began the unraveling. Um, he was your most experienced and best player. And, you know, right now in the backcourt, you've got a lot of issues. Uh, namely, you don't have much in the way of talent. Uh, but what you did have in the way of Anthony Polite was uh, a, an average to poor season that, in which he was playing and then also an injury, and now he's gone. And that hurt because, again, that experience would have helped you and lessened the pressure on others. When you're relying on a guy that ought to be a player who comes off the bench, immediately heat checks, hits a shot, stays in, doesn't hit a shot, comes out. When you're relying on him to play as many minutes as we've relied on that player, and you watch the inefficiencies of his game play out on both ends of the floor in dynamic fashion, it's it's almost unwatchable. Right, and if we had P.J. Savoy still, we would be lamenting that same thing because we, we had the luxury of a P.J. Savoy experience years ago. Feels like yesterday, but actually it's kind of far in the rearview mirror where, all right, 0 for 3, you're done for the night. Two for three? You're going to play 20 minutes tonight. Awesome. You're going to give us 18? Great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I, I hope so. It's um, a little frustrating. It's a disaster of a season. It could be more, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that. The problem is, Tom, they're going to probably lose 12 of their last 13 games. I didn't hear that. What? 12 of their last 13 games is brutal. Connection. It is brutal. Just swimming in those waters. It's an ear infection. Prank caller. <laughs> uh, your first class is always free at Orange Theory Fitness. First month is free if you, got, uh, if you go out and buy that heart rate monitor, which you should because you want to see the science working. You want to go, hey, I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. I can run faster and further than I did yesterday. I can see it. It's right there. It's playing out before me. It's a good thing I have this heart rate monitor on. Check it all out. By the way, if you're a current member, refer a friend, and you'll save a lot of money on your membership as well. As for me, I love it. I love it because it's science back. I like proof. I don't like all this conjecture. I like to see what's real and what isn't. And Orange Theory provides that. Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in Tallahassee, one on the north side, one in Midtown. You can join today or go check it out. Tell them that I sent you. They'll say, oh, man, that Jeff Cameron's a hell of a guy. Come on in here and get to running. OrangeTheoryFitness.com.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Thanks so much for being with us on a Balls McWednesday. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go with this one. It is, we, we referenced it earlier in the show, but you have a sports icon and who's in, in real trouble of losing. Uh, well, he's already lost sponsors. He'll lose more in the days and weeks ahead. Um, he's going to end up, I think, uh, I think you look back at this, Tom, and it, it'll be his undoing from a reputational standpoint um, for, for a long time. Um, I, I, I wonder, and I'm talking about Phil Mickelson and the deal that he had with the Saudis in order to put pressure on, this is what he said, and by the way, that's part of what he's apologizing for because his quote came out in which he noted that he didn't really care if the Saudi Golf League actually worked, but he was using it as leverage to put pressure on the PGA Tour. Um, so obviously he was behind the scenes working uh, against, this is the very definition of conduct unbecoming, by the way. <laughs> so if you, if you want to know whether or not you can be suspended for such things, the answer would be a resounding yes when you're working to sabotage uh, <laughs> the, the league that you're working with and for. The league is made up of players. It's the tour. The tour is the players, and the money is reinvested in the players. But he wants more of it, and he had an opportunity to get a lot more of it from the Live Golf Investments and the Saudi Golf League. Now, never mind the fact that that's blood money. And I'm not going to get into um, the in-depth conversation. That should be self-explanatory. If you don't know of which I speak, go look at it. It's called sports washing. It goes on all the time. It's unfortunate. It's a look over here, look over here. Don't mind the fact that we kill journalists, our own people, et cetera, et cetera. Guilty of human rights violations beyond anything in your wildest imagination. But we're playing golf. We're playing golf. Look over here, look over here. So privately, he was trying to pers- persuade Bryson DeChambeau and many others to other high-profile players to come join this league, to break away from the PGA Tour for what he perceives as grievances uh, that, uh, in his mind, are abhorrent. He accused the Tour of obnoxious greed, I believe was the quote at one point. Uh, 
Keep in mind, Phil has made no less than 20-plus million dollars a year, dating back over a decade now while on tour. And um, I think it could be argued uh, was in line to make even more as he had somehow at the age of 50, now 51, reached the height of his popularity thanks to last year's PGA Championship victory. And what he's done now is obviously ruined his reputation and perhaps any further association with the aforementioned PGA Tour and his ability to host as a Ryder Cup captain, as well as be a lead golf analyst alongside Jim Nance, which he clearly was auditioning for just a year ago and did a very good job of. He appeared to be the heir apparent to Nick Faldo, whom he depanced in that uh, particular effort on the air. Very awkward. Extremely awkward. He was good at it, though. And I would point out that he would be very good at it because his insights to golf have never been questioned and his game sublime. That was the best part of the match between Brooks and Bryson was Chuck and Phil going back and forth and just talking smack. Now, if you want to know more about this, there's a lot of stuff out there about his reckless comments um, and, and the things that he was attempting to do and his subsequent apology now that it's all come crashing down. And this is the part of the show where we enter into the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm and discuss whether or not the apology itself works from a PR standpoint. And the answer to that is resounding no. Uh, because uh, if, if, in fact, a, an apology... Is, is meant to set you up uh, for a, a future relationship with those that you have harmed and or seek to work with again. This ain't that, my man. <laughs> this That's thing. Not what you do. <laughs> this is not going to get it done. What? Yeah. You want to play it? That's not what you do. So. You try to atone for mistakes when you apologize, and it's about, again, working with the people whom, with whom you've offended uh, or to whom you've offended. And um, that ain't going to work here because uh, in many ways, this apology sees him, in his own words, prop up the Saudi Golf League and those that he was working with behind the scenes to sabotage the PGA Tour, but no mention of and an apology to the very tour whom he now seeks forgiveness from. That's bizarre. And he doesn't really seek forgiveness from them. Who's he apologizing to, do you think, yesterday? The leaders of the Saudi Golf League, whom he just sabotaged and realized no longer can this work out. And? His sponsors. There it is. Whom he lost. Yeah, KPMG. Yeah, the, the biggest only reason sponsor. I know what KPMG is because of him. Yeah. That was a fruitful relationship. No longer. They said, have a good one. Quickly. This isn't a classic case of I think this way about this and you think that way about this. This isn't that. This isn't I believe we should do this or this should be a law or we shouldn't go to war or we should go to war. It's not that. That's not this. This is not cancel culture. This is none of that. Phil himself called the very people that he was working with to create this other league, quote, scary mother blankers, murderers, human rights abusers. Said it. He was knowingly working with those that he just described as such. Cart before the horse. But then he said, so why would I work with them? Why should you believe me? <laughs> because Kane told me so. That's why you should believe me. Because I can change the way things work. And if yeah. I've got a partner with these people, these murderous, barbarous people, in order to get the PGA Tour to give me some media rights, well then, damn it, why wouldn't I do it? I'd be a fool not to. Well, you, know, you think about that. Why don't you start there? Start with the media rights. 
one of his gripes was that the players do not own their own media rights. When he played in the match and other such derivatives, right? He wanted to be able to utilize, and Turner Sports or whoever else is going to air it, does have to pay the tour money to be able to utilize highlights that you know from Phil Mickelson or anybody else that it garnered on tour in, in tour-sanctioned events. This is not a tour-sanctioned event. The tour had a right to say you can't play in it. You're not going to do it. But they didn't do that. They didn't, you know, they didn't squash that opportunity to make money on the side. But they said if you want to use these highlights, you've got to pay us. We own the rights to them. Well, yes, and if you think about the way media rights work, that's how it is in every single league, whether that's the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and certainly the PGA Tour. And the reason for that would be is that if a network who spends hundreds of millions, and in some cases, as in the NFL, the NBA, and others, billions of dollars for the rights to broadcast those leagues, those players, right, if those leagues had to then turn around and compete with a Tiger Woods channel, since we're talking about golf, for highlights, and yet Tiger Woods had his own channel because he owned his own rights and just played them on a loop, well, would, would, would anybody ever again pay for media rights to the league? ESPN, in one case, for um, NFL highlights, pays a separate fee to the NFL yeah. beyond the Monday Night Football fee in order to be able to play real-time highlights on SportsCenter, NFL Primetime, and other offerings. If you were the NFL and you then spent those billions of dollars to be able to not only infuse uh, all of the franchises and the very, well, how many partners, we could go on and on for days with all this, with money, and then also to fight lawsuits, also to give to charity. There's no more charitable league in any organized sport than the PGA Tour. It's over 40% of their profits go to charity. Anyhow, that, that said... Imagine then they had to turn around and compete if you were the NFL with a Tom Brady channel. Or, you yeah, know, there's a lot of footage there on that <laughs> that's channel. That's a lot of footage, yeah, man. Yeah. If Major League Baseball had to compete with the Mike Trout and uh, Shohei Atani and name whomever you want to, that's a highlight. Derek Jeter. <laughs> it's my hero. If the NBA had to compete with a LeBron James channel, they could not run LeBron James highlights. He owned his own, and he had his own channel, and the only way you would see LeBron James is if you went to the LeBron James channel. Nobody would pay the rights for that. They would not pay for And then the league would be defunct. And unless those players decided they were then going to donate the portions of their profits back to the league so that they could play in the very sport that they've become famous and fabulously wealthy for, you would now see no more organized sports and or leagues. Or they don't draw a salary. You know, yeah, it's like they play right. for free, yeah. but they get their highlights. Guess what? They're not going to do that. Right. None of that would ever happen. And you go on and on about this, but I will tell you that um, one of the things that's problematic is that I think Phil has been very good for golf. I think Phil was in the catbird seat, and if not for this obnoxious greed, of which he's accusing the tour but is guilty himself, would have been in a great position to be a Ryder Cup captain, would have been in a great position to be a lead analyst and ambassador of the sport that has made him wealthy beyond most people's wildest dreams. And I now think that's probably out the door. Now, as far as apologies go, you, you have to know what you're apologizing for. It sounds a lot like a guy who wanted to get out in front of something that he knows is about to get much worse. And that's where I'll give the heads up here that this is a failure from a PR standpoint because he didn't apologize to the right people. But moreover, 
I think we're about to find out some pretty incendiary things about Phil Mickelson. And it does sound like that will be coming and coming soon. Well, there's a couple of potential answers of, is he just that greedy that he needs that or much broke. money? Or is, or is there something else? Yeah. Because you already have all of this money incoming. You're talking about the mm-hmm. the areas. He could be paid appearance fees across the country to play in any any number of tournaments. Phil he, Mickelson wedges. Right. He's known as the best short game player in the world. He comes out with wedges the year after he retires from the PGA Tour, and he's fabulously wealthy for days on end. He can up the prices for all of his sponsors. I'm sure he did before they let him go. He could do broadcasting for a limited run of 10 episodes or, or 10 tournaments, and he'd make millions of dollars for that. He's got the match. And then he's got exemptions to play in whatever the hell event he wants to. And if he makes a few cuts, I mean, that's the chump change part of the equation for him is the actual purse that he earns as a player. But he has all these other streams of revenue. So what do you need the extra $150, $200 million for? Well, he made over $45 million dating back all the way to 2012 in that year. That wasn't the most amount of money he had made in a singular season. It is believed he's made more since. Certainly this past year turned out to be quite a boon to his career given that he was the oldest to ever win a major. I don't that that tells me there are real problems brewing. Uh, that if you can make that kind of money and still need desperately need more money to the point that you're willing to get in bed with a murderous regime like the Saudi Arabian government, are you kidding me? And it's much more personal because you could bring up the the idea of leagues partnering with certain regimes around the world. See China, and that's a that's a yeah, legitimate. Yeah. And those concerns Point were brought up about human rights violations and having the Olympics were. in the country. And, like there were, and there were cowardly people who fell in line, either at the yeah, league level or on the player level. Sure. And sure, that's fair. That's 100% fair. Uh, in this case, though, it's more personal because it's golf, and there are fewer degrees of separation with the Saudis than there are with some other regimes. Not to excuse any relationships internationally. Not doing that at all. Gator Kirk asked an interesting question, though, which says, are you saying that pros don't own their own NIL in certain aspects? Does a pro player get a percentage of their jerseys sold? Well, what I can tell you is that when the NFL changed number requirements mm-hmm. and or they removed number requirements, Dalvin Cook wanted to switch to number four right away. NFL said you got to buy all the jerseys that have your number you on do, it before you can way. switch. You have to do that, yes. So there's a give and take on that. But think about any any endorsement that an athlete does, be it Tom Brady or anybody else. They don't wear their own jerseys unless there's an NFL partnership that goes along with it. Right. Like Tom Brady's on a lot of billboards wearing generic clothes or generic football uniforms. So it, it goes only so far. You have a little bit of control over your own endorsement pro, uh, potential, but you can't wear like Bucks stuff if you're Tom Brady while you're doing it unless the Bucks are getting a cut or the NFL is getting a cut. Yeah, and he was, just so you know, he was expressly uh, concerned by and angered over the fact that the tour was even will. That, that's the other part of this that I should have added to begin with. The tour didn't say that you couldn't purchase the the highlights that you wanted to use for the match it was going to cost him and it wasn't really going to cost him but i don't want to get into that but a million dollars that's all leaks to your point that's how that they just got done spending billions of dollars to do to own those rights that's what they're paying for they turn around and infuse the tour with gobs of cash to put on tournaments all over the country there are so many levels to what they're funding and the PGA Tour. Also, by the way, this incredible misnomer, misnomer that he pointed to that, that, that the tour is sitting on $8 billion or some astronomical figure that he said in assets. Do you really think that you could hide 
hundreds of millions, even billions of dollars and get away with it on an annual basis without being audited? You have to show where this money's going. And the PGA Tour has said repeatedly, we do. There are player reps within the tour that come and sit down and we show where the money goes. Of all the leagues in the world, you, you don't want to pick a fight with this one for trying to get into the money because of what is turned around at the PGA level. It's crazy. Now, I'm all for calling to the carpet that there is a lot of white-collar nonsense that goes on with a lot of these corporations. That's true, 100%. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, um, but do you think that Phil was doing out there taking the no. hits because he wanted to represent? Correct. He, he's, <laughs> that's not what he's trying to do. No. And um, you, you also have a regime here that if you are a part of the LGBTQ community, you're just going to get beheaded. All right. A little bit different. Well, we can go on and on about the reasons you'd be beheaded. Yes, they, they, there oh, are. Oh, anything else. But he already knows Steal that he said bread. where he is. Uh, if it's good bread. He he admitted as much. What he's upset by is that those quotes came out. He's having to apologize for that now, but this is just the tip of the but iceberg. But they were taken out of context. So oh. I apologize for what I was saying, but that was already out of context anyway, and well, it was off the record. So, I mean, what the hell? First of all. Plus, I've I mean, signed all you, these autographs. Can, so. you, can you imagine? Can, I mean, can you imagine believing? Well, anyway, I, I, this, this is a, a horrific look for a guy who was beloved, and it's disappointing it's it's almost disappointing beyond words. I I mean we could argue again about the you know whether it was sincere all of the smiles and the hugs and the handshakes nope. and, or not. I mean that has been argued about with Phil Mickelson specifically for years for years. But now that he's trying to use those as receipts to prove the good guy that he is, that tells you that it was always currency. It was always about currency and brand. It was never about doing the right thing by a fan. Well, what's weird is the quote. This has always been about supporting the players in the game that I appreciate. All the people who have given me the benefit of the doubt is one of the things that he wrote in the apology. Um, It's interesting that he said that and sent out that apology at the very moment that the commissioner of the PGA Tour was reiterating that any commitment to the Saudi Finance Super Golf League would see players banned for life. There it is. You want to go straight to uh, picks? Yeah, let's go straight to picks. Go ahead, cue it up. Hey, Big Daddy, having some red Russians tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing, it's picked up by Dowdy, an empty net, he scores. Hot damn, Big Daddy's done it again. Red Russians all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. Clearly mawkish. <laughs> this is not to be taken literally. Well, anybody who does is dumb as a brick, Tom. Don't You don't have to make... Um, what is a Bricks IQ? Zero. Uh, here we go. So you say. Maybe, maybe those are your facts. <laughs> North Florida Payroll Services locally owned for nearly 15 years offering payroll HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. I got a couple for you. I'm going to look towards... Two games, one of which I bet at 6.15 this morning with our mutual friend. Okay, 6.15. You were on it. I was ready to go. Mutual friend was awake, I'm sure. I took Minnesota plus five versus Wisconsin tonight. Really? Mm-hmm. I also looked at Houston minus eight and a half versus Tulane, Tom. I was looking in that direction as well. A couple to circle and have a little fun with. And uh, by the way, if you want to sprinkle some pizza money, very little pizza money. Sorry, pizza. Like the kind of bad pizza you used to have in college driving home. Oh, this is five bucks, and I get two. 
So yeah, oh my, it's that, five bucks. That kind of pizza. If you want to do that, Luke Donald plus six hundred on a course he's played well oh. in. It does not require a lot of length. Only six to one. That's amazing. Mm. What tour is that? It's PGA tour. Let's see. How about that? He's at the Honda. I got one for you on the way out. Montreal's playing good hockey right now. Uh oh. You know who their coach is? Marty St. Louis. That's correct. I forgot. They just beat Toronto 5 to 2. You can get a minus 110 tonight on the money line just to beat Buffalo. I think they can beat Buffalo. Hit that uh, Canadian or hit that uh, Calgary uh, and Winnipeg game earlier this week, too. I'm going to give you a little Tommy Fleetwood at 27 to 1. Oh, what am I doing over here? See you guys tomorrow. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>